That's right. Welcome back. It is episode seven of the Lost Joystick Network. I got so excited I hit my microphone. I am. I'm not quite that excited. <laughs> the voice you hear is Jerry Crago. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm well. Yes, yes. We've made it back. Episode seven. I'll say it again since I punched my microphone violently <laughs> in a fit of rage. Take that, society. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Swish. <laughs> I say that and no one ever gets it. Yeah. But then it's like every mm. once in a while I'll say swish and I'll be like, oh, that's funny. Like you made a right. shot. Like, right. You, you get it. But like 99 out of 100 people I'll say swish and they're like, what is this asshole talking about? You wearing wind pants? What's yeah, going I don't on? get it. Are those, yeah. are those, are you breakdancing? What's happening? <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back, Mr. Jerry. Welcome back. What are we? Uh, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. What are you? What are you up to? What's <laughs> anything? Anything happened in in our uh, time away that I should be or the listeners? I know you guys are out uh, there, by the way. Anything, yeah. Handful. Anything transpire that we alluded to in the last show, perhaps? Yeah, absolutely. You so, made it to the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we can make an official announcement this week uh, that we have joined the Off Shelf uh, family of podcasts. Uh, Off Shelf is a media company that my good friend uh, Dave Obenauer runs, but there are other podcasts uh, that fall under this umbrella, um, including my friend, uh, my friends at. You forgot who your friends are. Dear Lord. <laughs> you blanked. We got to cut that. You're here. You're freezing up. <laughs> freezing up. Freezing up. Freezing up. <laughs> Including Choking. my... <clears throat> Choking on my own rage over here. So the Off Shelf family also includes uh, my friends at Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod, uh, as well as the Best Song Ever podcast. Um, and we're really happy to do that. Uh, just join up with uh, with some friends to, uh, you know, kind of share uh, share what we're doing here. And there is, like, will there be an official press release? Uh, yes, I believe so. Wow. <laughs> I was I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I've got nothing. I have no follow-up questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what to. It right. will probably be the biggest news tomorrow, would be my guess. Yeah, it is uh, Monday, November 1st. Tomorrow Election being, Eve. Tomorrow <laughs> being the <laughs> first Tuesday in November. Yeah. Yep. So nothing big going on here in the United States. Just you know the federal guard and the you know yeah. states of emergency being <laughs> yeah. preemptively called by the states of yeah. Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Almost, uh, I believe, ninety million votes already cast in the 96? United States. And yeah. uh, I will also say, um, none of it's surprising. No, not at all. <laughs> so. If if we've learned anything, it's that it can always get worse. <laughs> yeah, it sure can. <laughs> anyway, I digress from that. Yep. So, uh, how you been? How's the week been? What'd you do? Anything fun? Play anything? Um, yeah, I, I played the game for this podcast. Um, played mm. a little Animal Crossing. That mm. was fun because of the Halloween event. It's Did funny. you play that? You know what's funny? We've never really talked about that game. We've now done seven of these episodes, and I know we talk about retro games, but we also sure. talk about what we play. And I think I just take it for granted that I play Animal Crossing well, it's, now. It's maintenance play at this yeah. point. It's like you're just sustaining, although it is the first of the month now, second of the month, whatever. Uh, so, you know, new, it's new billboard day. <laughs> Whatever you say, Mr. Billboard. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. But uh, no, I did. I, I, I played quite a bit of the Halloween. You know what's funny about that game? And I'm going to get like a little sappy and emotional, but my son lives in Northern Kentucky mm-hmm. and I am here in Michigan and I drive every other weekend to pick him up and have him for the weekend and I drive him home yeah. and then I have him, you know, more often through the summer and all that stuff. 
But one of the things that I did was I purchased him a Switch, um, you know, kind of when quarantine hit. Yeah. So he had something to do yep, and like, something fun. And I wanted to see if he would be interested in Animal Crossing because it seemed like the kind of thing he might be. He's, Connor is my son's name. He has Asperger's. He's 17. Yep. But, you know, he's really um, socially a little behind. And, um, you know, he has his own idiosyncrasies. And, and Animal Crossing is right up his alley. But to, to me, like I... I, knowing your son the little bit I do, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. It makes sense and, to me. He would love that, and it is. And, and it was funny because he gets very excited about like the new stuff in the game. So I told him about the Halloween event, and I had kind of forgot. Like he was actually supposed to come this weekend, but he wound up staying with his mother. He wanted to stay down there with his cousins and go trick or sure. treat. And, all. and I was sure. like, that's fine, no problem. But on Halloween between five and midnight, they were having the the event. Right. And he was so excited. He called me. He's like, Dad, will you come visit my island? He's never done that. Right. And I got on, and we like. He's like, all right, you got to talk to Jack. You know, give him candy or he's going to mm-hmm. give you a trick. Look mm-hmm. what he did to my face. And his face was all blue and it had, sure. like, red eyes and all that. Yeah. He goes, I hope it changes back. And I'm like, it will. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. But I explained to him you have to get candy and you got to give it to these, you know, give it to your villagers right. and then get lollipops and give them to Jack and they'll right. give you all this fun stuff. And he just, you know, he, then he wanted to, like, play tag. He and I were playing tag in Animal Crossing. And yeah. it was like, like, it, nothing will ever replace that. Uh, you know, being with him and spending time with him. But when I can't, it's really weird. It's almost like people used to say, it was funny, you're not supposed to meet strangers on the internet. Yeah. But you could get these emotional relationships with people, and there's no yeah. doubt about it. And it's just funny that this game can kind of foster that um, with he and I, and it just helps us to stay connected even when he's 300 miles away. So it was it was a pretty neat moment, and he was telling his mom about it. And, That's you know, wonderful. It was, just, it, was yeah. it was neat. So really I like to hear that. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so I went to his island, and I set it on fire. Yeah, so, nice of you. Because I'm, you know, <laughs> the, what is it? The uh, the radical left burned his <laughs> yeah, yeah, island yeah. down. And Joe, oh, Joe Biden's got an island on Animal Crossing, too. Does he? Yeah, he does. I didn't know Go that. visit it at this point. Is it just chaos and at, anarchy there? You know what's funny? Rioting in I, the streets? I was thinking I'd go there and it would just be like flaming garbage cans <laughs> and like people having yeah. sex and murdering babies. Yeah. Nope. Just a regular island? This is a regular island with some... Maintained you know. by the social media team for a very old man. Yes, who doesn't even know what Animal Crossing is. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> which one? One of the funnier things about all, everything going on right now is is the campaign advertising that I've gotten <sighs> depicting Joe Biden as the radical left. Yes. When everyone I know is like, this guy isn't fucking radical <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's driving yeah. me nuts. Yeah. Well. All right. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Like, I can't. No, so, no, not right. the not the time or place. Anyway, so I digress. Uh, I said that already. So, all right, you were playing some of this game. You played yeah, some Animal Crossing. Yeah, like I said, I've a little been bit of Animal Crossing. I'm trying to think. I've I played. I've dabbled with a couple of other things. There was like a, there was like an SNES RPG. I was kind of fooling around with. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. This or that. How about you? Well, I I played a few things and I bought a few things. Yeah. Let's hear so about I'll start it. with what I played, and. Uh, one of, the, one of the things I did was, for our Resident Evil episode, I didn't mention this, but I, I uh, for Resident Evil, I played Silent Hill. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Which yeah. is the better, older Konami Resident Evil. Sure. Uh, so I went and beat that game before Halloween, which was awesome, and this is going to come out way past Halloween, but that's not here or there. Sure. Uh, so I played that. Uh, let's see. I played Animal Crossing. We talked about that. I played that. You know, I don't play it every day anymore, but I do. Mm-hmm. Now that it's the first of the month, I'll get back on, and whenever yeah. Connor wants to, I'll do it. Um, I, I've been playing. This sounds so stupid. But I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 on the yeah. PS2, which is my favorite Tony Hawk game. That's a really good game. It was yeah. the to me it was the first one that made like that leap from like the new graphics and control system. I, sure. re- I really liked it. 
But I was having this trouble with a game that there's millions of, literally, mm-hmm. finding one that worked. I had a copy that was non like it would it would it would it would boot up, mm-hmm. but then it would not get past like the intro screen, like the, yeah. the rotating eye screen or whatever. Like the never whatever it is, never software. Whatever yeah, it is. yeah. Then then uh, I was like, all right, these are like four dollar games at this point, loose. And I have right. the case, so like if I'm replacing it, I'm just buying a four dollar game. Yeah. So I get another one from like a local shop. I'm like, all right, sure. you guys got a loose copy, fine. That one had problems. It would get to the shop at the beginning of the yeah. game, and then it would just freeze up every time. And I tried multiple PlayStations, all this Oof. stuff. It was the yeah. it was the disc. So I finally wound up getting one recently, eh, about a week ago. That was that looked good. You mm-hmm. had no scuffs or anything like that, and and uh, it played just fine. And I've been playing that, so I really I really loved that game. That was like I didn't really play one and two that much. Mm-hmm. Three was kind of my. I had a friend who I worked with at the time who was like, "Oh, I love these Tony Hawk games," and I'm like, "Eh, you know, I was already into like the punk scene and all that stuff yeah, at the time." Yeah, totally. I was, you know, so I was like, "Whatever, you know, that's yeah. like mainstream punk scene crap." Yeah. And and for a lot of people, those Tony Hawk soundtracks are like seminal. I've actually heard people that are younger than us kind of say like those Tony Hawk soundtracks like drew them into punk. Sure. That, that was their thing. I could is, see it. I, me too. Like, it's just so crazy to think about. Three has so us, many great you know? things. That, yeah, exactly. Because us, yeah. I'm like, oh, I know who this is. Yeah. I, was oh, already, I know what this is. I was already deep in there. I, yeah. I already know who Dell is and I already know who Motorhead is and I, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I already know who Azumatli is. I yeah. saw him at Warp Tour. Yeah. It's like, yeah. We were already like deep in like the yeah. local, you know, club shows at that point. Yep. Yeah. And it was just like, but I do, I, I, I love that game. I started to play it again. Harrison came down and like was checking it out yeah. and he's like, Oh, this looks like fun. And I'm like, dude, it's like great, you know? Like yeah. I, I told him I said, I used to be really good at it. So I'm gonna get back to being good at it because I used to be able to rip off like hundreds of thousands of point combos. Right. And then I got into it, I was like, Okay, your goal is to get seventy thousand. And I'm like, Cool. And I would fall every fucking time. I was like, Hard. All right, let me yeah. do this kick flip. And yeah. I would try and like do a, you know, go yeah. up the ramp and I'd fucking fall. Yeah. Or I would do this try and grind and fall. I was like, God damn. It would be like if you tried to skateboard now. Yeah, in real it's, life. it's no different than I would have I would have ever tried to skateboard in real life i was never a skateboarder but yeah. yes it was it, i i really do enjoy that game and uh i, I actually liked um four and i liked yeah. uh underground a lot yeah. and american waste i liked all those games, games. are wonderful yep yeah. so anyway so i was playing that and then i uh what else did i play anything else really what'd you buy i'm more interested in that what'd you get let's hear about it i got a few things yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go backwards on this list in front of us here okay actually i'll start in the middle so that's There's a local backwards. game shop that yeah. I've been helping. It's a buddy yes, of mine, Kyle. I'm aware. Retro Carl. Replayed, Burton, Michigan. Great store. Kyle's awesome. Just bought the store, and he's really Ask been... Ask for Carl. Yep, ask for Carl. Or Lenny. <laughs> eh. Yeah. But uh, so Kyle has this cache of consoles that needed work. A lot of them just needed to be cleaned up, make them presentable, saleable, tested. You know, you have to verify everything works. Like, you can't oh, just yeah. assume that everything is fine, mm-hmm. which I found out, you know, like, whatever. So I was helping him clean these up at a, at a nominal cost, right? Like <laughs> Quite I, nominal. He's, I'm he's, aware. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not doing it for nothing, but I'm really doing it because I like it. That's the best way to put it. And and you can tell. It looks, you know, oh, when yeah. I'm done, they look great. For sure. But ultimately, what I've been getting out of it is some stuff. Mm-hmm. More than, I'm not asking him for any money. I'm just, just give me a little bit of store credit each time I do one of these things. Right. And I'll take, like, a box of whatever Saturns, and I'll ensure they work, test them, clean them inside and out, uh, adjust them, new batteries, all that stuff. Of course. And then I'll just go trade it in for credit. So the things that I have picked up from him recently are a futuristic, what is it, blue, what's the colors, ice blue or whatever, Nintendo yeah. 64, the yeah. fantastic Nintendo 64s. <laughs> Looks really fantastic. It's, that's what, hey, that's what they'll call me. <laughs> but uh, so I have a, I've got the... The ice blue or whatever Nintendo 64 got an expansion pack, matching controller, all that stuff. Yep. And then I actually just in the past couple of days picked up a Halo 
Xbox. So the clear green Halo branded original Xbox. And I've been yep. fixing up a bunch of those. So I'm like, hey, I've got like, t- what I found out is I took like four or three or four of them from his place to fix up. And then I got home and was like, I have like six of these. <laughs> I have six old OG Xboxes because I never wanted to take them apart and fix them because they all, almost all of them have the same problem where there's this clock capacitor that was of poor quality. Oh, I know this one actually. Yes. And you yeah. have to tear the whole thing. You can cut it out, but I'm yeah. like a perfectionist. I'm like, I, I'm going to clean it anyway. I might as well take the whole board out, desolder yep. it, pull it out. Then you got to clean the board because there's a bunch of corrosion usually. Yep. Unless it's a model 1.6 or 1.6a, which was the latest model where they removed that cap and moved it and changed the cap they used. So if you don't do it and you have an OG Xbox, do it because it will corrode the board and it will start eating traces and it will ruin your Xbox, honestly. So yeah. um, you'll start having bigger and bigger problems. And the only thing you don't get from not having it is that it will not keep time long term. Oh, Which, no. to me, I'm like, whatever. I don't even give a damn. It might have been the first console I ever bought that kept time. No, right. Saturn did. Like the Saturn did. I know it did. Did you have a Saturn? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I did. I had them all back then. I was working in the in the oh yeah you know, yeah yeah. I so I would that I, I kind of yeah. always had all of them, and that's just because yeah. I was that's what I spent all my money on. But Dork. no different. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. <laughs> but uh, so I I snagged that, and I've been fixing it, and along with a, what is now four of Ky- three or four of Kyle's Xboxes, and like six of my own. Yep. But, but I've got a process <laughs> down. Like I get in a mode, and I'm like, okay, yep. now I know how to do it. Yep. I'm gonna go through all of them. Got a bit then, of an assembly line going. Yep. Now yep. I just need power plugs, cables, and. Controllers, and I can sell a bunch of OG Xboxes. Yeah, Woo. there you go. Um, and then the, the coup de gras, hmm. the yes. coolest thing that I bought. This was super cool. Easily. And something that I had wanted for a very long time. The Panasonic Q. And if you are not familiar with the Panasonic Q, it is one of the coolest looking consoles of all time. It is a hybrid GameCube slash DVD player that was only sold in Japan. Okay. And... Uh, you never see them over. I mean, you see them at like game conventions and stuff, but it's not like you ever walk in somewhere like, oh, I have a Panasonic Q. You know what I mean? Like they had to be imported. They're hard to find. And I found a guy selling one on Marketplace, essentially complete in the box, minus like one piece of styrofoam. The only thing that was missing beyond that is the original controller. I got a Wavebird with it, and not the original like Panasonic, you know, GameCube controller, which are like a hundred bucks, of course. Jeez. But I got it for like. You know, a total song. The guy was really nice. He was just trying to get rid of it. He had used to play in Smash tournaments, and he was like, it was sitting in a box in his storage facility. So I took it home. It was pre-modded. It was modded to play U.S. games and U.S. DVDs. Right. So it's like not region-free, but it will play both, and that's pretty sweet. Unbelievably, this guy didn't have anything else. No. This blew my mind. Yeah, I asked him what else he got to set up to you know for sale, and he was like, "No, nothing." You guys know this trick when when you yeah. are going to buy s- stuff from someone. Oh yeah. If you are a pack rat, if you are a crazy pack rat like Mike or I, you always ask, "What, what other up? kind of stuff you got?" Yeah. And that's when you usually get the best stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because you find the stuff nobody's seen yet, and nobody's just arguing with you about yeah. how to get it and all yep. that stuff. Yep. But no, nothing else. Just nothing the else. cue. And, well, it did come with a Japanese copy of Biohazard, a.k.a. Resident Evil, with the memory card in the case, which was cool, neat, not an expensive thing, but still a a fun thing. And uh, it came with the remote, which is also hard to find. Yeah. Um, And it's proprietary. It's for that thing only. So just a cool-looking thing. I posted it on my own personal Instagram um, and uh, just neat, just a cool thing. And I've So, of course, I I busted out uh, F-Zero GX, I think (laughs) is what it is, and I played a little bit of Resident Evil 4. Four on on there, you know, just to yeah. test it out and see. It was right. Then I played uh, Airheads, the movie. Oh, nice! <laughs> and, yeah, and Godzilla. Did it work? Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, Good. yeah. Good. It was uh, it was you know, I ain't farting on no snare drum, so that's right. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, 
but yeah, so that that was that was pretty much what I, I mean. I got other things. I think, I think I I'm not sure if I mentioned that I completed that Lords of Thunder Sega CD I where I had the case and yeah. I finally got the loose. I think game. you might have mentioned that. I last think I episode. did. Yeah, and then. No further advancement on the NES collection. I'm still at 661 out of 677. I Boo. well, I well, I will tell you, I did have uh, a watch, two watched auctions, one for Cliffhanger and one for Little Samson. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> well, Cliffhanger is about a forty-five dollar game, and it was already at that with two hours to go. So mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever. I'm not going to overpay for this thing. I'll no. get it eventually. Cliffhanger is not a hard one to find. Sure. And I think it wound up going for like 70 bucks or 65 I'm like, that's too much, man. That's right. just too high. Uh, it, it could, it, I could get it for less, and I'm not in any hurry. Mm-hmm. The Little Samson, I think it closed at $1,400 at auction. And I, it was at that with two hours to go. Right. Like, I got a notification from eBay. Oh, your watched auction is going to end in an hour or two hours. Sure, it was. sure. So I was like, <laughs> no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not there right now. Like, I, you know, whatever. I, I, I'll i keep my eyes open for a better deal. And I'm right. sure there will be one and, you know, whatever. This was a really, really nice one. And the guy was like, oh, it's collector quality. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Right. Like, like, it's, like, it's, <laughs> it's not archival. destroyed? Yeah. yeah it yeah. means it has nobody wiped their butt with it or something. I'm not sure right. what exactly that means. But, yeah, so I'm still on the hunt for those 16 elusive games. Mm-hmm. But I have made no advancement on it since we last spoke. Okay, so, but it is still uh, still top of mind. Can we uh, can we do uh, Jerry's collector corner again this week? Absolutely. Okay, so well, who's uh, Jerry? Which one? You? <laughs> this guy. Oh, I thought you were talking about the mouse. <laughs> nope, not Seinfeld either. Uh, so I don't collect vintage video games, and that's what our podcast is about. It's for the so, best. So we'll just talk about yeah. I I can't afford another <laughs> collection at this point, but more importantly, I did get my red shirt variant Joe Bob Briggs figure. Yes. The blue shirt variant is on the way. I won it yesterday. Mm. And the Halloween variant that <laughs> came up during the uh, the uh, Halloween marathon the other night is uh, is headed my way, too. I got a couple of those just in case. That one, I think, this time next year might be expensive. I think it will be. Yeah. yeah. So I grabbed a couple just, yeah. just in case. You know, yeah. just in case. All right. Uh, also grabbed a, an original uh, San Francisco Toymakers Rhino, so I'm very close to finishing out that ECW collection. Is that the SFTM? OSF, yeah. OSFTM you told me about? You're yes, like, if yes. you're going to search, don't search for the garbage. Look yeah. for OSFTM. Yeah. He's going like... to come up with a bunch of uh, WWF uh, figures that were reproduced <laughs> of ECW wrestlers. Uh, and then an original uh, U.S. Smashing Pumpkins Gish, some baseball cards, all sorts of stuff. But uh, my, my Joe Bob figures, that was a big one. So the Gish was cool. The Gish was cool. Yeah. yeah. I think we have the same press. I think so. Yeah. yeah. U.S. Caroline Press, I We're believe. record yeah. nerds. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What else did I? I don't know what else I got. I got that Songs for Silverman today. That was pretty that's exciting. A, that's a good record. It's it was on record. the store. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Folds. Jack's Record Shop. Yeah. Jack's Rex Record Stash. You were literally in my store every day. Jack's Record Stash, 124 <laughs> West 1st Street in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> They are open on Saturday, by the way. Yeah, we sure are. <laughs> Despite <laughs> the phone not getting answered. Yeah, just in case somebody anyway, wonders. If anybody's yeah. wondering. Yeah. All right, so very good. We are now 20 minutes into the show. Yeah. We can talk about what we came here to talk about. Let's talk. Uh, Star Tropics? Yeah, I love how in everywhere I've ever written it, ever, 
in my life, mm-hmm. I've always written it correctly, except for in here where it says show topic. It's Star yeah. Tropics two words. I noticed that. That's why I said that. <laughs> I don't know what happened. And autocorrect. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I'm a moron. But yeah, Star Tropics for the NES. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about this week. Uh, interesting game. A uh, little, uh, <laughs> little adventure RPG. Who? Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Who? Famous Houston rap icon Mike Jones got his own action RPG. Yeah, and he was like nine years old. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It's weird because yeah. the thing he said was from Seattle and he was yeah. 15. Yeah. But in this case, we'll, we'll try not to do that yeah. too much, but it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Get, get, get ready for it. Yep. All right. Well, you want to tell me a little bit about it? You want me to do it? What do you want to do? Uh, sure. I'll talk a little bit about it. So uh, Star Tropics uh, is an adventure RPG. Uh, you could kind of compare it favorably to, uh, you know, being a little bit of Zelda, a little bit of Dragon Warrior. It's uh, chapter-based, so you get a very linear gameplay. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, story exploration exactly. Um, mostly reality-based, but there are some magical elements there. Um, and, I mean, it is... Even e- even the, you know, reality-based portions of it are certainly, uh, you know... <laughs> I don't typically fight anyone with a yo-yo. You don't, you don't destroy ninja monkeys with a yo-yo? Well, not yet. Okay, but, well, you know, you're not Mike Jones. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, Puzzle-based. Uh, there's certainly a lot of exploration you can do. Um, you're going to need to do. Yeah. If, if you, you like <laughs> jumping in a video game, oh my Lord. this is your game. Yeah, it took me a little while right when I started out to figure out that I was jumping from Switch to Switch. Yes. And I'm like, how in the hell do I get across this chasm? <laughs> oh, okay. I I will say as we get we'll get into the gameplay part obviously mm-hmm. a little bit but but the to say that it steals a little from Zelda well wow. <laughs> like man, it steals a lot of from when Zelda I, every time I go back and play this game I, it happened to me this time I was like that's the Zelda character select screen yes let me ask you this good this is a good question I think when you have to name your character in a game what do you name them uh, it's usually just my first name uh, or some variation of such. So Jer or Jerry. Um, but I will occasionally just do something really stupid and just do like, you know, if they're going to say my name, especially, <laughs> you, I will be like, hello, dirtbag. <laughs> you know, something along those so, lines. So I, I have like. I had a couple of personas that we had created back in the day. One was specifically for trolling news groups. Yeah. So Randy Stokely was my like oh, yeah. big persona. Yeah. So I would use Stokely. If it, if it, if I could sure. fit enough na- letters, Stokely. And that's also a name I would use in like role-playing games where it's like sure. it sounded very like the you know, the Prince of Stokely or whatever, you know, sure. whatever. But taken uh, taken probably from Stokely Hathaway? No. Uh, Black Panther leader? No. Or no. Stokely Carmichael. No, sorry, was, sorry. No, not Stokely Hathaway, yeah. No, none of that. No? I don't even know. I just made it up one day. Hmm. I, I saw... <laughs> no, knowing your background, I would have assumed you stole this from a, from a I, famed black leader. No, it, it, well, fair enough. But I'm going to tell you, uh, I don't think I've ever told this story, but and I, like this is not relative to anything related to the podcast, but Please. my question. So my friend came to me one day. This was in the height of the Red Wings avalanche uh yeah, rivalry yeah, yeah, in hockey. Yeah. Right, it was like yeah. late '90s, yep. early 2000s. Yes, he's like, I want to start trolling the news groups, and yes, I'm going to create yes. a persona, and I want you to create a persona. So, at the time, I believe at the time that he had asked, mm-hmm. like, messaged me to do this, or however, email me, whatever. 
It was 1999, so 2000 I could look. But he, I was looking at mulletsgalore.com. Oh, yeah. I and there's that. this picture of this guy in this Guys anthrax who look like KennyRogers.com. That was a classic. You're the only person I've ever met that knows that existed. I loved, loved that site. Loved it. And yeah. every time I see a guy now, I'm like, that's a guy that looks like Kenny Rogers. Yeah. They all become that. Yeah. The mullet guide on mullets.com yeah. was key. Oh, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. But this was the this was the um the anthrax guy with the Oakley blades, mm-hmm. tight jeans, the big yeah, t- the, high top the metal sneakers. Mullet. Yeah. yeah, metal mullet. And uh, I looked at that guy and I thought that guy's name is Randy Stokely. Sure. That's just the name I came yeah. up with. It was like that hard so it was Stokely. But anyway, yeah. so to answer my own question, I would generally use like Stokely. In this case, I used LJN just as the hot, you know, as the um sure. for this for the podcast. But what I, I have Star Tropics and I play I played it on uh, you know the actual cartridge I own which the battery works because I know because wow. I had played it about I played it about a year or so ago <laughs> I put it in I had put my name as Boner <laughs> nailed it I usually Boner would be a good one or also yeah. Fartly I like yeah. Fartly I'm not sure why it just <laughs> seems more distinguished as Fartly yeah. Thrill Helly one. Thrill Hole was a classic, <laughs> yeah, yes, of yeah. course. If I'm playing Bone Storm, I'll yeah. play it. But yes, Thrill Hole was like my go-to forever. And, yes. Uh, but yes, uh, so yeah, it was a boner, <laughs> but this time it was LJ. I just That's thought it was uh, Mike, uh, Mike Cameron's friend. Yes, yeah, Simone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He died in the woods. So. <laughs> right. Mike, Mike Seaver. Mike Seaver, yes. Uh, Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron, Mike Seaver. Not Mike Cameron, former Seattle Mariners outfielder. No, no. Two different guys. <laughs> different guys. And then I wanted to start talking about Bible Man, but that's Willie Ames. Yeah. It's not either of them. Very that's different. none of them. Yeah. Although Kirk Cameron, somewhere there. Yeah. Also, Kirk Cameron, I would bet that they're buddies. I will, I will give you $1 US right now if you could name the Sega Saturn video game oh. that Kirk Cameron was in. I don't know it. He did an adaptation of the computer wore tennis shoes around that time. It wasn't. It wasn't that, was it? Nope. It was called the Horde. The Horde. Yeah, I never would have gotten that. Yep. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why I felt so confident. What did you offer me? A dollar. One dollar. <laughs> wow, such confidence. <laughs> so uh, another anyway. thing. Another thing we want to mention about this game, real quickly. Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. <laughs> Who? Mike Jones. Two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. Okay. Uh, another thing we want to mention about this game is just uh, that it, there was no Japanese release of this. Meaning, and we'll get a little bit. We'll we'll expound upon that later. But what that means is that a lot of the uh, things here are really sort of Americanized. Uh, oh yeah. Like it's it's the Japanese version of what they thought of us. We'll get at to this all point. that. So you fight with a yo-yo. The island is Coral Cola Island because we're just a bunch of soda swilling, uh, yo-yo swinging, uh, you know, whiteies. Yeah, kind of. Just a bunch of white people. Yeah, playing with their yo-yos. Yo-yos and their cola and so on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna read. We're gonna talk a little bit about the story of this game, of which there's, you know, I would say this. There's more than the average amount of story to this game. Yeah, for sure. For, for an NES game, there's some depth. You kind of have to put yourself back. This game will have come out. We'll talk about that, but in like 30 years ago now. Okay. Wow. So to talk about like how much story there actually was to this, it's not to the level of a Final Fantasy or anything like that. But it's not that far off from it. Sure. I mean, it's not that in depth. But yeah, here here's the story from the from the manual. Okay. Hi. Hello. My name is Michael Jones. But my friends call me Mike. Mm. Mike Jones. Yeah. I'm 15 years old, and I live in Seattle, Washington. It also seemed to be where Nintendo headquarters was, I yeah. believe. And yeah. 
you know, in America. That's where their game counselors resided. Yes, certainly. Have you heard of my Uncle Steve? We're both nodding. Shake your head, no. Well, most people don't call him that. They call him Dr. Jones. He's a very famous archaeologist who's looking for some lost ruins in the Coral Sea. A famous archaeologist named Dr. Jones. (laughs) Huh. (laughs) Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah. I've never actually met him. Okay. Weird. But but last week I received a letter from him inviting him me to stay with him at his laboratory on Sea Island. Mm. I don't I look look. I have uncles that I have met that if they offered that to me I'd be like Sounds iffy. I don't know about all this. Like I have an uncle that lived in Colorado, he just moved here. Yeah. But if he'd have been like, Hey, come out to Colorado to my laboratory I'd be like we're good. How do I look? make it look like I didn't read this on Facebook Messenger? Because you know that's how he's yeah, asking. He's like, yeah, exactly. The modern 100%. equivalent of Star Tropics. 100%. Yes. He, is very, he is sending you a very poorly spelled yeah. uh, message <laughs> inquiring uh, about your availability to yeah. come live on his island. Yeah. We'll visit. Just as visit his lab. Come hang. Live there. No big. You're a 15-year-old boy. Come I chase you, you with hoes. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly right. We have fun. Yeah. Many fun time. Yeah. I leave tomorrow on a helicopter, so I guess he went. I bet I won't be able to sleep at all tonight. Well, good night. <laughs> what a weird story. Yeah. Okay, so it continues. Today I landed on Sea Island after a long helicopter ride. Yeah, of course. How else are you going to get to the island? That's how, you, that's no, how all of us Americans get around. That's right. We Well, uh, <laughs> I'll... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the people are very friendly, and they all seem to know my uncle. Hmm. At Coracola, I sure like this village, but I haven't been able to find my uncle anywhere. And no one here seems to know where he is either. Now, this is the part I found weird. Okay? <laughs> this is the part you found. Well, okay, there's more than one part. Now it cuts to this other thing. It's a picture of a, a guy who probably played drums in a 70s rock band. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it says, hi, Mike. I'm Chief Coracola, a close friend of your uncle's. Mm-hmm. Listen. Try not to be too upset. Your uncle, Dr. Jones, has been abducted. Oh. (laughs) So I'm like, this is like in the manual. But when you start and play the game, it does the exact same thing. Yeah. They took the same story. I'm like, if I read the manual, which nobody did, and they probably knew that. Sure. But if I read the manual, I'm like, why am I? Rehashing this, yeah, and also, yeah. dude, look. Why do you I, look like Carl from yeah, Aquatine? Yeah, that's right. Why did you carve the moon rules number one in the side of my car with a key? Okay, that's what it looks like. He's asking the moon it tonight. Really right? does. Night. Yeah, but yeah. but uh, but ultimately, I'm like, you knew this the second you saw me, but sure. you you like, why are you hesitating to tell yeah. me? Bearing the lead a bit. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, Mike. You are the best hope of rescuing Dr. Jones. He doesn't what? know us. How? I'm a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah. And I don't and, have a weapon And yet. a really stupid 15-year-old boy, apparently, because I just went to this island. <laughs> I just jumped on a plane and then a helicopter and visited an uncle that I don't even know is really my uncle. Yeah. And now the guy's not here. This whole thing sounds like a setup. And luckily, when I got to the town, everybody in the town wasn't like, oh, yeah, I know your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> Another frame-up. Yeah. Because I'm He's not you. allowed around the kids. If it's me and this happens, I'd be like, I'm getting back on the helicopter. This is a setup. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're like, look, this smells fishy. I don't like yeah. this at all. I don't know for a fact this guy exists. I'm already... Yeah. I don't even know if he's real. And now you're mm-hmm. telling me he's been abducted and I got to go on this weird-ass journey? Yeah. And then there's the shaman of Coracola 
the the chief sister who looks like some witch doctor. I don't know, whatever. Something about the Southern Cross. It's weird. <laughs> Sounds it's really, good. It's really weird. Like the whole the whole story is weird. So that's that's a little bit about how you wind up on the island and what you're doing. Your uncle, who you've never met and flew to a mysterious island, has now uh-huh. gone missing. And the chief of this village on Sea Island, Coral Cola, mm-hmm. is saying, you're the only hope. Like, like what? Why? Like, what, what am I, the <laughs> Obi-Wan of Star Tropics? Like, get out of here, Princess Leia. I don't have time for this. Also, I just got here, and not everybody knew I was coming. Yeah, for, yeah. So what if I wasn't coming? <laughs> what be, yeah, what if I didn't show up? And, man, I'm pretty... Then what would happen? I'm pretty jet and chopper-lagged here, man. Can I get a minute? I literally just got off this plane. Nope. And, nope, you gotta go. You gotta go. Here's a yo-yo. Go fuck yep. some shit up. Like, why do you know how to use this thing? Oh, you assume I know because I'm a white kid from Seattle. Yeah. We all know how to yo-yo. We all yo-yo yo. We all yo. Anyway, all right, enough about all that. So... Anyway, you, yeah, you find out he's been abducted by aliens. Yep, At, like they do. Well, you know how it is when you, you have know a how uncle that you are. don't know that's yeah. been abducted. It's yeah. always aliens. You yeah. have to say it. Yeah. And you, you along the way, you he gives you this magical yo-yo, but along the way, you get a bunch of weapons. Yeah. Shooting stars, supernova. These are like upgrades to your yo-yo. Sure. I got none of them because I didn't get far enough for any of that. <laughs> okay. Special. Yep. You know, there's fire, which I didn't get. Baseball yep. bat. Yep. These are all limited use weapons, which, by the way, after you finish a level, go away. Yeah. So you're like, here's fire or a bat. I didn't like that. That's because, lame. well, it's it's also like, it, that to me goes against the spirit of the RPG. Right. You've, you've, part, you've, part of the enjoyable yep. part in the RPG is like, when I got that fire at the end of the first uh, cave or whatever, I'm like, oh, great. Like, I got this fire thing now. Yeah, I agree. Like, now you're like, it's like learning a spell. Well, I didn't unlearn it because I went to a different town. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's it's lame. Yeah, anyway. And then, yes, uh, you can get a baseball. Mm-hmm. Because, you know. We all USA. Know. <laughs> <laughs> USA number one. Number one. Uh, Miracle Mirror, Spikes, and an Asterisk, which is actually a shuriken or a yeah. throwing star. Well, again, I think I got the bola which is the twister mm-hmm. those are the like they I, they they don't look like those things they look like boomerangs when you yeah. throw them at like people yep or well they're not people but you know what i mean creatures All right. so i'm yeah. going to talk a little bit about the background and development this game this game was essentially the brainchild of genyo takeda who was the writer producer and director of this game and what's wow. interesting about genyo takeda he has retired from nintendo after one of the few yeah after <laughs> what is that 28 plus 17, 45 years yeah, he worked there. Short career. Okay. You know, with one company. <laughs> I'm moving to Japan. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but interesting things about Takeda, he developed the first ever Nintendo arcade game, which was called EVR Race, which if you've ever been to Vegas and done Sigma Derby, so Sigma Derby is at the D. It's it's I don't remember where it used to be. It might have been at like Minji okay. or whatever. But it's like an electromechanical horse race where you oh, bet yeah. on the horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I've I have actually been there and yeah, seen that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I figured because Sigma Derby is where we would go after we were hammered drunk and yeah. then we would bet like two dollars <laughs> on the race and then we would act like assholes. Yeah. Because I'll scream and yell. But all my friends lived there, so I was like, well, if they're doing it, I'm not really sure. a tourist if I'm doing it. So. <laughs> But Sigma Derby is just where you wind up because you're broke. Mm-hmm. No, um, and but, hammered. Yeah, and hammered, and you had to get, get you got to get your car home. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, EVR race was uh, not well received. It was essentially like a Sigma Derby with six players. And one of the things, one of the very few things I actually learned about it was, <laughs> besides that, it was very difficult to maintain, and it opened Nintendo's eyes to how difficult arcade games could be to maintain. Sure. So 
essentially he he you know worked his way up through the ranks. He was uh, he helped with like uh, uh, Nintendo R and D Team Two, and then he became the general manager of Nintendo Integrated Research and Development, or what they called Nintendo IRD, mm-hmm. or it was Nintendo RD R and D Three or whatever you know. And uh, they did a lot of stuff. They did a lot of stuff. They uh, they were generally responsible for the development of all Nintendo based hardware. Yep. So he developed Punch Out. They really only mostly hardware and really only a couple of games. So Punch Out, Super Punch Out, that's Takeda. Sure. Arm Wrestling, which was an arcade game, if you remember it, yep, I don't really I do. didn't really enjoy it, but that was another. Um, and my, in Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and then the Star Tropic series. Those were really the games. Now, gotcha. what else did they do? Oh, I don't know. They designed the Famicom and NES game packs themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and then basically every piece of hardware that came out of Nintendo, from the Nintendo 64 all the way up to the 3DS, XL, 2DS, whatever, they were responsible for. Okay? So wow. a lot. GameCube, Wii, Wii U. They invented the analog controller, essentially. Not invented, but they brought the analog controller sure. into the Nintendo 64, sure. and that was Takeda, part of Takeda's development team's idea and all that stuff. A very important figure in the history of Nintendo. Did quite a bit. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah. So he was a funny story. He was interviewed. He answered a phone or answered a newspaper ad for a job with Nintendo. Mm. And he interviewed with Gunpei Yokoi. (laughs) That's who hired him. You know, the guy who invented, like, the Game Boy and then got hit by the car and all that stuff. You remember we talked about him. Yeah. But, yeah, just uh, it's funny how that all. Of course, they. It seems stupid. It to, seems you know. like a small company sometimes when we right. talk about these people who yep. are responsible for such big things. Yep. And it's, it's a gigantic company. It's just that the people that were sort of integral around the time of its birth are just like the resume is long and it is yep. uh, dense. Yes, yeah. and, and it is. It's true. So, yeah, to what you alluded to before, this game was specifically designed and, and developed for Western audiences. was right. never released in Japan. And... Uh, it has some very overt references to American culture. Sure. I found it, you know, like, I when I was, when this game came out, I was like, so you have a yo-yo and you like baseball? <laughs> like, I didn't yeah. identify with, I, I liked baseball. I was, sure. I wasn't even, I was but you know 15 who else when really, it came out. You know who else really loves baseball? The Japanese. The Japanese. Yeah. It's huge there. <laughs> yes. I agree. It's just like, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. But like. Again, we we alluded to the fact that there's a an overt reference to Doctor Jones, the archaeologist, yes, yes. right? And who they also call Doctor J, another yep. seminal figure in U.S. history, yeah. sports history, yeah, right. And there were codes in the game, like they would use 1776 as a code or whatever, and 1492, yeah, I know, 1492, is another one. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, cola, baseball, all that stuff. And it's funny they used the word yo-yo, but they had to, when they re-released it in the Wii U or the Wii Virtual Console, they had to change that to the Star. Because yo-yo is a trademark term in Canada. Oh. Found that out. So, when was this game released, Jir? Uh, it was released in North America, December 1st of 1990. It was released in the EU, eons into the future, uh, <laughs> August 20th of 1992. Yeah. Dear Lord. This is more in line with what I'm used to. Yeah. Where I'm like... You got it. Unless it was Sega or a microcomputer, you yep. got it last. Yep. This was very common. Like, it's just really kind of, it kind of speaks to me to how successful the Nintendo and Super Nintendo were comparatively in the, in, in Europe. Mm-hmm. It was still successful. I'm not saying it wasn't. But here it was like, it was like a part of our lives, right? Yeah, it really was. So, yeah. And uh, so that's, yeah. And of course it was not released in Japan and never has been. Yeah. 
I yeah. mean, I'm sure you can probably play it, you know, online or whatever, but sure. or on your Switch or whatever. But. Fairly unnecessary yeah. for, for the <laughs> Japanese <laughs> audience. They had better examples Do of you this. have hamburger? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm surprised there aren't cheeseburgers and, like, fireworks yeah. in it and all that stuff. Yeah, whatever. exactly. Um, so I, I didn't really put a lot of notes in here because there really wasn't a lot to say about the music. It's fine. It's it's good. It is yeah. it is apt and it is uh relative to the subject matter. Uh-huh. But it is tiresome. Yeah. And I'll I'll say this about the music. Depending on the game I'm playing, I will actually have the music and sound on and I won't have other music on or I won't have like a podcast on or something like yep. this. This is one of those games that I had the music on for a little bit and then I was like, okay. I don't actually need this. Yeah. So I put on a podcast or other music or something just because I think everybody, especially if you are really into sort of like the nerd culture, you are um, absorbing a lot of information all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a waste of my time to listen to this song again. I, I am one of those people that will just endure it. So I leave it on and I listen to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do something else like have YouTube on while I'm playing or whatever. Right. I don't know. But... I like the the one thing I did like about it. I did not hate it. It's it's one of those things like okay, it's like a B minus. Sure, it's good. It's fine. It's not great. It's it's memorable, but somewhat annoying. But not so annoying that you would turn it off. Like that that kind of you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did like the change of tempo and tenor when when you'd go into like a like okay, we're well, now I'm in a cave or yeah, yeah. You know, it was cool. But it's it, like, good music. Like, I was, like you said, it, it it's just. <laughs> It's too much. Like, it's the, repetitive. The part I found the most interesting was you go and you talk to the chief, mm-hmm. and it's this, like, dire-sounding music. Right. And and he's like, your uncle that you've never met has been abducted, and you're our only hope. And then you walk outside, and it's... Dun, 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 I'm like, I just found out... They like to party at this town, you know? Yeah, you know, they do. They were having a pig roast, that poor pig. Yes, they were. And if you go talk to the pig, he is terrified of you. He says, oink, oink, and I'm like... Turns his butt at you. Like, yeah, I'm like, man... That's bad news for you, bud. (laughs) Bad pig roast. Mess you up. Mess you up. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about the reception. Yeah. What would you say about the reception of this? (laughs) Back then, hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot hoes all on me. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Um, I wouldn't even say that, but it sounded funny. Yeah, and it's it's Mike Jones related, and that's the most important thing. Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones of Houston, Texas. (laughs) Who is Mike Jones? (laughs) My album coming soon. <laughs> coming soon. Yeah. Um, this game got a lot of pub. Yeah. Back I, in the day, I would say it got a hard push. Yeah. By Nintendo. No. Like a hard, hard push. It's funny because I, I think they, it did. When I look at like you know we got these I've got issues of like Nintendo Power sitting here. Yeah. With Star Tropics on the cover, the next ep- the next issue has like a walkthrough, and then I'm like, wow, they put it on the cover of Nintendo Power, mm-hmm. and then I think they put. Felix the Cat on the cover of Nintendo Power 2. They you know did. I mean? they so did. then I'm like, uh, I always kind of look at it like that sometimes. I'm like, nothing wrong. Felix the Cat is a great game. It was not exactly um, uh, a mega hit. Right. And that's kind of what I found out about this game. Because we'll get into the collecting aspect of it, but this is not a hard game to find. No. Okay. And I thought for, for sure, as I go through it, I was like shocked about how little there actually is around this whole franchise. And yeah. like how... Like, but yeah, so I did mention it was on the cover of Nintendo Power Volume Twenty One. That's February of ninety one. So just a couple months after it came out, the next month was the walkthrough, and there's a Howard and Nestor comic where Nestor is being a dick 
as mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. Howard's like, oh, you know, it's very themed after the game. So he's like, right. oh, my sub won't run. I wonder how I get this sub to go underwater. <laughs> well, and then, and so man, I hesitate to post these to uh, social media, but I do have to uh, at least show you these. So in the comic, it says, and in the game, you go to the lighthouse. You talk to the lighthouse guy, you know, Earl. Yeah. <laughs> Electronic, automatic. Yes, or, yeah. yes, No, yes. whatever it is. But you talk to Earl. No, it's not Earl. But, like, er- Earl, whoever this guy is who's getting on the SS Minnow, apparently it's Gilligan's Island. Yes, Wait, USA. Yes, USA, because <laughs> Gilligan's Island. And it says he's smiling and carrying a box. And, uh, you know, he Howard had asked about the sub. Sure. So he says, for subs, you should see my wife. She is the sub expert, a sub genius. What she can do with a sub, you wouldn't believe. So then, the next panel, (laughs) the next panel is Howard in his bow tie at the door of his wife's house. (laughs) Pardon me, but your husband said that you're a sub expert. (laughs) And she says, what does that say? Come judge for yourself? (laughs) Yikes. It's... And she looks so, like, inviting, like, yeah, come in mm-hmm. and find out. Yeah. Hold on, i got to put this on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And i got to say, in uh, 2020 language, sub has a whole different meaning. It's a different thing, man. It's a different thing now. <laughs> I would have never thought that then, but when I read it today, I was like, ooh. That's filthy. Ooh, that's, <laughs> she is a dirty, dirty wife. Yeah. And that guy sent her to her. <laughs> Go to my wife. She's the expert in this yeah. stuff. But anyway, so... That that comic was, you know, Nestor was being a yeah. dickhead, and yep. he ruined the sub. <laughs> and uh, Howard comes back with, like, hey, I got figured out how to get this bottle and how to fix the sub. And he's like, right. oh, yeah, uh, sorry about that. The, the sub is completely destroyed because yep. I'm an idiot Yep, because Nestor was a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> We'll die on that hill. <laughs> then Nestor was a real asshole. <laughs> anyway. All right. But then again, so was I at 15, so whatever. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Right. So this was what I thought was most astounding. This game did not sell 1 million copies. That really surprised me. was not in the top 75 best-selling Nintendo games of all time. Yeah. Not even in the top 75. I think one of the last ones was, I don't even remember what, I have to go back and look. Do you think some of that is a product of it not being sold in Japan? Yeah. No. I don't, because they sold 50 million Nintendos. Yeah, like, that's I'm true. Like, to sell a million copies of this game, <sighs> I guess, RPGs weren't super, so, you know popular maybe it's true it could be i have to say my memory of this and we were a big rpg household i've mentioned on the podcast before my dad played this stuff i also enjoyed playing rpgs i felt like this game got pushed like crazy like i saw ads for it yeah like there were tv spots but mostly magazine ads stuff like that for it i think and we still didn't buy it yeah and we bought every piece of crap rpg that was coming out for the system because i felt like my dad took one look at it and was like yeah this isn't worth the 50 bucks this month yeah and it was was 50 or 60 bucks man yeah yeah so yeah it just kind of shocked me Mm -hmm. because like yeah it surprises me too we'll get into it but this is not a hard to find game at all sure it is not it is a very common game and i'm i was maybe it's just because it's common here i don't know you know like i don't know what it is right but it's just very common so we're going to go through the legacy of this game and the, well, the reception of this game. And, and But, I mean, like, we can sum it up pretty quickly, okay? Yeah. The, in the Nintendo Power 100th issue of September 1997, they ranked the 100 best games of all time. Nintendo-centric games of all yes, time. Yes, yes. And this game landed at number 64. Yeah. 
And right next to it was Blaster Master at 63, which, if you ask me, they're two very similar games. They're kind of generic theme. Yeah. They both have kind of overworld. You're, you know, what they just to me, they're they're not the same, but they feel kind of the same. Yeah, um, I could see that. I, I feel like so, Blaster Master definitely has more of like a um, is thought of almost as like a classic NES game, and I don't think a lot of people think of this as a classic NES game. I think some people do. Yeah. I, I think that I I think that um, I'm not whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to get in too far into it, but but yes, I I would agree that a lot of people like love Blaster Master, but a lot of yeah. people what I found is they do love Star <laughs> Tropics. But I will tell you. You can go read off the rest of these if you want. Yeah, I can do it. I don't care. No, no, I'll do it right now. So as time goes on, <laughs> uh, maybe the legacy of Star Tropics, they, they start to realize that the, the push did not work. Yeah. Um, the Nintendo Power uh, 200th issue in February of 06 lists the 200 best games on Nintendo consoles. This is not rated. And here's what upset me about that. Russian Attack was the lowest rated NES game on that list at 198. Yeah. That game is awful. Right. Russian right. Attack is not a good game. Yeah. And I thought Star Tropics is better than Russian Attack. Yeah. That is that is a poor like I'm not sitting here saying that it should be rated or that it's like some You know what happened game. with that list? Somebody rated Russian Attack at like 60. <laughs> And it just threw off the algorithm so bad. They're like, Russian Attack is a good game. I'm putting it in the top 60. Ah, uh, yeah. The guy who votes for this team, like, number four, and everybody else yeah. has got him at 20. Yeah. This, yeah, is, yeah. this is a coach's it's... poll type situation. Yeah, yeah. So Russian Attack ended at 198 as a favor to Bill. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Well, anyway, I was disappointing. So go ahead. The Nintendo Power 20th anniversary issue, August of 08. 20 best NES games of all time. It's not cracking that, which that... Is not and should not be a surprise. It, I, you say that, but there are people that think that it is. Like in that list, and they, that's had fine. Cas- they had Castlevania two in that list, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, you could take that or Maniac Mansion out." Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I, Castlevania two, I could see where you might just be comparatively. I like Castlevania two quite a bit. I actually like Castlevania two more than Castlevania. You need to play the Castlevania two redacted. I'm going to, uh, so, oh, I should mention this too, real quick. Side note, bonus pickups. I forgot to talk about this. I drove to Milford uh, to do a $25 yeah. pickup. Thank you, Jerry, for fronting me the money that I sent you on PayPal. I forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah, so it, it was a bunch of big box PC games by Blizzard. So like Warcraft, Warcraft 2, mm-hmm. Starcraft, whatever. But the guy had a Nintendo and Zelda 1 and 2, Castlevania 2, and a couple of other games I can't remember that were like Adventure Island and whatever else. Right. I got the whole thing for twenty five bucks. That's everything, incredible. which was great. That Adventure but, Island is probably twenty five bucks. No, it's ten. Oh, but okay. that Zelda was a five screw cart, and that thing's like thirty five dollars by there itself. You go. The Nintendo is worth fifty bucks. Right. Forty bucks, whatever. So the moral of the story is: this is how I can justify buying Will Sampson someday. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that. But my, what I was to say is, I do ROM. I can do like um, repros. Yeah. So I'm going to probably take that Castlevania 2 and turn it into Castlevania 2 Redacted, which kind of helps clarify all the muddiness of the translation. Oh, like okay. somebody did a really nice. good translation of it and fixed it, so it's much easier to play. Yeah. At, you know, at least more comprehensible. Yeah. So I'm going to probably do that with it. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, well, you should play that. The other game you mentioned there, Maniac Mansion, I think Maniac Mansion is kind of like a first-of-its-kind 
kind of a game, isn't for it? For the NES, it was one of like that and Shadowgate, like those right. uh, those I love Shadowgate, point and click adventure way. types. Yeah, yeah. People, a lot of people like those, especially people who have a PC. Yeah, background. the PC gamers were big. Like but King's I can Quest and all Goonies Two was kind of like that. And, yeah, but sure. I can see why like console gamers would not be a huge Maniac Mansion fan. Sure, it's easier I, to deal with a mouse than it is with sure, a you know sure. D-pad. I think it's a, I think that's a great game. I agree. I like it. I'm yep. just saying like you people were making an argument to pull it out. Yeah, and I could I could see both ways. Yep. So anyway, uh, on, sorry. So, some nonpartisan lists. The Game Informer Top 100 and Top 200, not rated. Uh, the IGN Top 100 Video Games of All Time, that came out in 2018, not rated. Uh, same list, revised for 2019. Nothing much changed with Star Tropics in that year. Really? So it didn't make its way on. <laughs> there was no uh, October surprise for that one? No. The uh, Time Top 50 Games of All Time didn't make it there. The Polygon Best 500 games of all time from 2017 didn't make it there so this actually does surprise me a little I, bit i was gonna say the same thing because that's a big list that's fine but then i think man it's also been 27 years since that game got released yeah and what 23 years since uh no more than that whatever i don't know at that point 20 years since yeah. they had made the nintendo list that yeah. it was rated on but yeah i was surprised it didn't make the top 500 500's a lot but then i looked at what was like in the 500s and i'm like huh yeah 400 was like i don't know if it's better than that i don't know what the lowest rated nes game is that i should have looked sure. at that sure but i mean like stubs the zombie was in there and that's a, i like that game it was in like the 400s or something sure you know, like i'm like I'd rather play Stubbs, probably. Yeah, I don't know, but it was it was definitely definitely like a little bit of a surprise. I was I was I would have expected to see it somewhere in there mm-hmm. at that point. And uh, then good old Gertz Gertzman. I couldn't find anything. <laughs> All I could find is they have a review page on Gamespot that people were on there talking about it, and the average user review of that game was eight point four. Wow, people like this game out of ten. Out of, yeah, <laughs> what's that out of twenty? <laughs> yeah. No. 26. Give it 100. Oh, on a scale of what? 200. 200, yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, people like this game. And I, I, we'll, we'll get to my opinion of it uh, shortly. Yeah. Uh, both of ours opinion. In fact, we're, here we are. Personal yeah. experience and legacy. <laughs> what, a, what a, this is what they call a segue. Yes. A segue. <laughs> segue. So uh, my own personal experience with this game up to the point at which we played it is not much. Um, I, I didn't really play we didn't have this like I said when I was a kid I had no experience playing it um, I kind of threw this out as a game just because it was like okay this won't be painful to play yep. and we were just coming off of uh, what was it Ghosts uh, and Goblins yeah Ghosts and Goblins Whoa. I didn't want to there's so many oh, variations of that title <laughs> um, but yeah so I just wanted something that wasn't going to be miserable to play so I came up with this uh, as a suggestion um, I had no nostalgia for it and it's it's just okay. Like if if I was gonna rate this on a ten point scale, I would I would say it's like a six or a six and a half for me. Um, I could be argued up to a seven, but I don't think this is like a this is not a banger as as they say. Um, this is not like does an it have any acoustic instruments? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Then it cannot be a banger. Cannot be a banger. Yeah. It's it's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. We play a lot of bad games. This is not a bad game. It's just it's very meh for me. I feel like I'm going to talk a little bit about the game itself, but yeah. then I want to talk about my personal thing. You can just pick it up. You hear it. I know Sorry. you're like me. Yeah. I like that stuff. The the things I found the weirdest about this game are there is a score, yeah, which I don't understand at all. That that made no sense to me. 
Like that, why that is might there be more score? the Americanization of like, oh, the, the kids in America like this. Yeah, kids like scores. Yeah, they love they love that shit. I, Numbers. I think after I beat the first boss, like I noticed you that got like, a whole score yes. went like way up, and I'm like, For, who cares? Well, now I have thirteen thousand. Yeah. Well, that ought to help save Uncle Doctor Jones. <laughs> you know, like Uncle whatever. Doctor. <laughs> yeah, and then you have lives, mm-hmm. which I also thought was weird. So, like in Zelda or Zelda Two or any of those things, yeah, you don't have multiple lives. Right. Right. Uh, and it kind of sucks because <laughs> you'll die in like a boss, then you got to go all the way back to the beginning of the last point that you saved, which your saves are all done through a save system. It's the battery backup system that actually Takeda's team helped invent and used initially on the Legend of Zelda cart for the US NES, right? Nice. Yeah. So, same backup system. And, uh, but yeah, it's all autosave. There's no point where you can go, okay, you can pause the game. And when you do, you got the cute little, like, it holds the sign that says pause and all yes, that. Yes, I like that, everybody's, you know, like Everybody was like, what that's from? And I'm, what is that from? And I'm like, well, it's Star Tropics, duh. You know, but that's because I, I grew up with it. But it's, it, you know, why would you know that? It was your uncle. Yeah, it was my uncle, Dr. <laughs> Stephen Jones. I've never met him before. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, uh, you just don't get a, you don't get a choice as to when to save with the game, which I right. thought was a detriment. You have to yeah. beat something to save. Like, I can't go talk to the king, or I can't just use a scroll or whatever it is, you know yeah. what I mean? Seems, seems. Or a Twinkie, or a hamburger, or whatever it is whatever that would give is. me life right. or a save. What would it be? What would be the save mechanism for an Americanized, what would that be in 1990? Uh, diabetes. <laughs> I don't think that would be to die, not yeah. to save. It's right in the thing. <laughs> Diabetes. Die. It's, it's not save true. a uh, Not yet. I don't know. What would it be? I don't, I don't know. know. You got me. Yeah. Anyway, it may be a Beverly Hills 90210 Trevor Keeper. <laughs> that's a lot of syllables. Anyway. It's just a drawing of Paul Frank. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> or Dylan. Yeah. Release of Frank. Brenda? Yeah. Brenda. Yeah. Dick. So... One of the things I thought was most interesting about this game and that I ran into personally when this game came out was I did not buy this game when it first came out. We rented games. Sure. So we rented a game. My friend Tom and I rented this game, and we got to a point, and God knows how we got to that point because looking back, we must have <laughs> used the magazines. Sure. But it's not even that hard. I shouldn't say that. It's not that hard. But it is kind of difficult. But you get to this point where you have to provide this number for a frequency to be able to, I don't remember, get the boat to do something or whatever, or the right. submarine. But the only way you could get that was in the box of this game. When you purchased it, it came with a letter. And you took that letter and you submerged it in water and it would reveal a secret message. It was a letter from, like, it was the letter, like, that your uncle that you've never met yeah. sent you, right? right hey, come right, visit me right. a mile or whatever. But you had to put it in water and it would show you this, this frequency was 747. So, <laughs> funny story. We rented the game. We were completely lost. We're like, well, what do we do? And we didn't. We were not. I was not called the game counselor guy. I was like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Right, it's one. No. Two. No. So then finally, my friend goes, "You think it's seven forty-seven? And I'm like, "Why would you think that?" And, he, and inside of the rental case, someone had wrote it in the marker, very large, like <laughs> well, seven four seven. That's good. Yeah. So you know, but they and I think ultimately it was they they did this because they were trying to avoid piracy and also they didn't want people renting the game, right? They're trying to mitigate all that. So 
it didn't work, idiots. <laughs> Maybe it did. Maybe that's why we didn't sell a million of them over here. People were like, I don't want that stupid letter. That's That sounds to me, that reminds me of old PC games that used to do that. You had the and wheel would, or... Yeah, and you'd have to get a you'd have to get a crack to get around it or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. No, those are, yeah, those are so great. So obnoxious. But you, you, like, if you did not have the original manual, like, go to yeah. page, what's the fourth word of the second paragraph on yeah. page seven? I and, don't know, is? Yes, yeah. how did you know it was yeah. is? And no, no Google in 1990. So, no, that yeah. was the thing that I thought was funny is you yeah. didn't know like you either it was like we talked about earlier we talked about this before but it's either tribal knowledge or you you just start guessing yeah or you called the game counselors which i never did yeah it, yeah so yeah navcom is rob and rob is navcom finkel is einhorn mm-hmm. rob is in this game yeah rob is your navcom he's well, your little robot buddy on the at least uh, he's being used for something sub. yeah yeah <laughs> he's also in the howard and Esther cartoon yep it's true. and then you never heard from him ever again until smash brothers or whatever the hell crap right they, they right. parade him around for now they drag his bones out. <laughs> like, I went and saw... Poor Rob. I think I told the story where I went to the spring training and Bob Feller there was there signing autographs sure. in his slacks and and jersey. Mm-hmm. And, like, they put an Indian's hat on where he had the jersey over, like, a a, a, a like a pressed shirt oh, and his slacks. Yeah. And it's like, well, let's roll his bones out yeah. here and get people to pay $5 a Rapid hand. Robert, you know? yeah. Yep. And he was a great guy. He was very cordial about it. But it's just like, that's kind of what I felt like with this. I was like, yeah. well, just, you know, bring him out and wave the flag around, I guess. So yep. um, it did, this game did um, have a sequel named Zoda's Revenge, Star Tropics 2. Mm-hmm. And it has the honor of being the last game that was exclusively released on the NES. Yeah. Wario's Woods was the last game that came out on the NES, but it was also released on Super Nintendo. Sure. So this was the last game. And what I think is interesting about that is, for a game that didn't sell so good, that came out the end of a lifespan yeah. of a console, Star Tropics 2 is also not a difficult game to find at all. That's really strange. It really is. It should be a hard game I to just, find. I wonder if it's because Nintendo was the author and distributor and publisher. Sure. Like, they printed a bunch, like, eh, what yeah. happens if we don't sell them? We'll take the stickers off the carts or whatever. Well, know. yeah. And, so, all the, and all the copies were here in the States. Yeah, too. it wasn't like they were bringing them back, so yeah. there's still plenty of them. So that kind of leads us into the collecting discussion. There's not a lot around this game because ultimately, again, 1990, there's no variants of this game. I mean, I'm sure there are some pressing variants. People are getting weird about like stuff like print runs and stuff. So they'll look yeah. at like the tabs of like the box and go, well, this was a print run from February of 1990. This is one of the first runs of the game. Yeah, who cares yeah. about that? People are people are really seven guys getting psychopathic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's becoming very like um, niche and very condition sensitive, but you'll find that out in what I've got here. So, if you wanted to buy this game, a physical cartridge, you could walk into probably any used game store that sells Nintendo games for the NES and get it for ten bucks. Okay, Star Tropics is not an expensive game. You can get it complete in box with the letter for around forty bucks. Some people want more because the letter is in there; they think that makes it worth more. But honestly, if you you should pay no more than forty or fifty bucks for a nice, decent copy of this game that's been used sure. with the letter and manual and everything. Sealed, it sold recently on eBay for three. There was a nice copy that was not graded for three hundred thirty-eight dollars, <laughs> which for an NES game that's pretty cheap for a sealed, like yeah. a raw sealed, decent-looking game. Well, you have to think that's a thirty-year-old thing that someone has remained. It's re- somehow remained there, sealed. That's there's an that, in, that is actually rare. <laughs> there's an interesting <laughs> phenomena with this game, and there are other games like it, but I feel like there were more copies of this game produced than sold oh yeah so what happened was there were still boxes of them up until who knows how long ago so finding this game 
complete, in nice condition, or even sealed is not a difficult thing at all. It is one of those games that there is, there's plenty of them out there. Okay, And you'll find that out because I'm going to talk a little bit about Heritage Auctions and the graded sales of these games recently. So um, someone had a, you know, we'll talk about the grading system, right? These are all sealed games that sold on Heritage. A 7.5 B plus. So 7.5 being the grade of the actual box. Right. The B plus being the grade of the seal, which I don't understand how they determine yeah. how good the seal is. Whatever. It's not my business. $168. That's, that's, that's WADA graded. That's cheap. That's dirt cheap <laughs> for what is not a horrible condition game. Right. But my point is, it's such a saturated market with very nice ones because there's a ton of them that didn't get, I think, sold at some point. A 7.5 B plus. Look, there are 7.5 B pluses of games that you could sell for $10,000 sealed, I'd bet. Yeah, that are not very good games. Yeah, that are awful <laughs> games. But for 160 bucks, you have to think that they paid at least $45 to get it graded. Yeah, Okay. Right. Somewhere in that neighborhood. I, don't, I think it went up to 55 For the yeah. slowest service, it's somewhere in that range, I think. Okay, and that was on the 3rd of, of August this month, of this year. This I'm year, sorry. yeah. Then a 9.2 A-plus seal. So this one surprised me more, actually. Well, because, again, 300 bucks, and that was just, that was three weeks later, yeah. okay, 24th of August. This is where you start to see the discrepancy, and the next one is where you start to see the discrepancy in condition. Yeah. A 9.4 A-plus sold on August 3rd, same day as the 7.5 B-plus, for 480 versus the 168. Mm -hmm. This is where that condition, like the the collector mm -hmm. that goes, I want a 9.2 or I want a 9.4. I want a yeah. 9. I want the, there's a low population of this 9.X or whatever it is. Yeah. So it sold for a good two and a half times, you know, or what, three times. It, and I collect, I collect like graded baseball, you know, football cards, things like that. So yep. I understand a lot of this has to do with uh, just the number of them that have been graded at a certain yep. level. But it is crazy to me that the jump from a 9.2 to a 9.4 is $180. Yeah. Because I would be pretty happy with a 9.2 of anything. And But I think this is where it starts to be like the difference between the men and the boys of collecting these things. Because you and I are both like, look, I'm going to look at a 9.2. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at a 9.8. And I'm not going to care or notice a difference. No. Like they are both A's. Okay. Yeah. Like you have gotten an A. You are a master of this material. Like uh -huh. they're good. So when you show me a 9.8, so here's an example. 9.8 sold just like a week ago on Heritage Auction, $960. Now, I will say, a 9.8 A+. The only thing you could get better than that through a Herod, or through Wada, I believe, is a 9.8 A++, which, again, whatever. The ratings are weird. Sure. I don't know why you don't just have a number for the seal. You sure. have a number. That number is an average of everything anyway, so you have your box. Now, it's sealed. It's, you're not looking at the contents, but in general, it's an average. Why can't you just put a number? Why does it have to be like a weird A plus plus? Have you ever gotten an A plus plus in school? Have you ever uh, heard of that concept? I don't concept? believe so. Only no. in a Christmas story. Yeah. But that was a lot more pluses. Yeah. But yeah, so you see, like then there for nine point four to nine point eight, just two and a half months later, it's more than double the price. Mm -hmm. Or no, it's exactly double the price. Actually, I take that back. Yeah. But people are chasing that best of the best, and then you're dealing with such a small niche of people that collect like that stuff. Like it's not yeah. me. I'll take the $40 nice complete box that I can open and play with. Of course. And if I ever wound up with a nice sealed one, I'd probably get it graded and then sell it because I yeah. don't care about that stuff. Right. It's Except fine. not this one because it's not worth getting graded. You just sell it sealed because yes. there are too many. Yeah, it's probably right. Too many sealed right. copies. You never know. But yeah. that's that's a big part of it. That I think that influences a big time. So, yeah. all right. Well, where, where can we play this game? Uh, this is available pretty much anywhere you can play Nintendo games. So you can play this on an original NES console. You can play this through the Wii Virtual Console. Or you can play it like I did through Nintendo Switch Online.
pre-election stuff going down already. Yeah, here. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like maybe some, some pre-election it's sirens. It's like devil's night, man. Those, those could just be regular sirens, though. It is downtown Flint, everybody. Yeah, we are downtown we're, Flint. Yeah, we're recording from downtown Please Flint, excuse. Michigan, 2020. Better yeah. than it was, but it still ain't great sometimes. Yeah. That's true of any city, though. I, um, I, this speedrunning thing, I really want well, to make a note of this. Before we oh, get, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, before we get into that, I think this was also on the NES Classic, but I don't know that for sure. Oh, okay. So possibly, gotcha, gotcha. but it's it's yeah, you can play it on your Switch uh, online. I think it is. I'm almost I'm almost certain it is. I, I had an NES Classic. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Yeah, you know. I'm almost certain it is. All right, go ahead. Speedrunning. So I, I am a little surprised. So when we were talking about those lists and everything, I think part of why I think it would sh- I would think it would show up on all those lists is that. It's been retconned into all of these like it's it was one of the first games up on, you know, the the Switch, Switch. Online. Yeah, Switch it's... Online. It was um on the NES Classic, which I think the total library is like thirty two games or sixty four games. Like it's a small library. We didn't really, you know, pontificate on this through the leg in the legacy part, but I did want to kind of get to it in that it's a weird franchise because it has literally been abandoned. Right. Like you had Star Tropics, you had Star Tropics 2, and then there's been nothing else ever. Yeah. There's and it it's I don't think and I could be wrong about this cuz I don't play Smash or and stuff. Sure. But I don't think it's like even a property that like people have like like you haven't even taken the characters out of it, which how could you? It's like Jones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it's like it's never been Nintendo wanted farmed fetch. out. Nintendo wanted fetch to happen. And it just didn't happen. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. But I think he was too busy hanging out with Paul Wall. Yeah. So possibly. But it, I just uh, or you know, uh, any uh, Michael Watts. Yeah. Um, Those squad. Uh, Slim Thug. Any any other Houston rap luminaries of the ghetto time. boys. Yeah, oh, God, the ghetto boys, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I just, I don't know, it was just, it just feels like this franchise where they, like, there are people who really love it, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that the game is inherently a good game, and if you asked me what I thought about it, which you never did, you selfish dick, but... <laughs> What'd you think? <laughs> Not, don't pander, don't, <laughs> don't patronize me. I would say that, no, if, I don't care that if it was, if I was to, if I was to use the same grading scale, I'd probably give this a firm B, 8, 8. Somewhere in that, okay, like eight point yeah. only because when I compare it to other games of the time, mm-hmm. when I lived in this, I I played this game yeah. when I was young. There was a lot more to this game than a lot of those games that I yes. played back then. This is Even not, in nineteen ninety, super thin game. No, a lot of them were. There's a lot to it, and it mm-hmm. was it was a very it could be a very long game. Yeah, and it was I thought it was a fun game. I didn't love the control system. I didn't love that you had to jump on literally everything. Yeah. I didn't love the love that you couldn't move where you jumped once yeah. you jumped. I didn't love that you had to like I don't know. It just it just felt clunky. You know, the whole thing felt clunky to me. I didn't mind it, but it's not like horrible i think it's inherently i think it is a good game and i think that i i do like it and it's one that i don't have complete i have a loose copy Mm -hmm. i don't have a manual for it but at some point i will get it i've I've been waiting to find one with a letter sure so once i find one with a letter i'll buy it and i'll be happy to have it because i like it's got interesting box art you know it's like a tropical island theme box art and it doesn't look like anything else that ever came out of the nintendo it's very you know um prominent like it's you know of its own distinct so i liked it i i I don't know if I bought into the American hype part that they were like, oh, let's develop an American game for American kids. Right. I don't really think I ever, like, related to the game. No. Even though I was a 15-year-old who liked baseball. 
Yes, and yo-yo. <laughs> yeah, I, I, nah, I don't care for the yo. I don't yo. That's not what I heard. Okay, well, look. So, I'm going to edit this out. It's not I, your business. No, I'm kidding. I, I have to say, so this blows my mind. We're, we're, looking, uh, we're looking at the show, note right, show notes right now about speed running. Yep. So the any percentage uh, score is what we have for this. Which is really, the only way they rated this was any percentage, or they would rate, like, they would t- um, time how fast you would complete a dungeon. Right. So getting to the first dungeon, there were people that did it in, like, a minute and a half, which, whatever, no problem. That's, right. like, one of the dungeons. What's, but that what's, was it. What's the website this is posted to? Speedrun.com. Speedrun.com. Okay. Yep. Could not remember that. This person's username is Zoda Stone. Yeah. This person likes Star Tropics so much that their username is the main villain in Star Tropics. Let me tell you let me tell you the story about Zoda Stone here, because I clicked on Zoda Stone and looked a little bit. Okay. Zoda Stone is a pretty prominent speedrunner, does a lot of stuff. But Zoda Stone is number one in Star Tropics One and number two in Star Tropics Two. Wow. They set a record five years ago for Star Tropics Two and somebody beat it three years ago. So like or two years ago I should say. He just beat this record like last month, like a few weeks wow. ago. But it was the record was nine months old, which is uncommon. I mean, that just I think it's like there's not a huge community of people speedrunning the game. Yeah. But also the fact that it, it's kind of hard to it gets hard to you know shave time off at this point. Yes, yeah, Zoda Stone, Star Tropics. I want to find out who this person is and be like, nice. I kind of do too. Good for him. Yep. Or her. That's great. Yeah. So that's really it about speedrunning. There's not a whole lot. Like it's the thing, sure. it's it's this running theme with this game where there's no and I think this is where I get to. It's very generic and homogenized and there's no substance. Yeah. It's very generic themes. You're in an island. Even the second one's like, "Oh, now you can time travel and you can sure. meet like Sherlock Holmes or whoever it is." And you're yeah. just like, it's just generic feeling. Yeah. Like there wasn't a lot of creativity that went into it, but it was it doesn't make it bad. It just makes it kind of shallow. And that I think that ultimately sums it up as the game because you're just like there's not a lot there. And now in 2020, we just have Zoda Stone and Mike Jones Stone fighting it out to see who will be the top speedrunner. Who in Star Tropics? Zoda Stone. Who? Zoda Stone. Who is Zoda Stone? <laughs> Lord. Find out on this when he releases his next tape. Yeah. So that's it. Star yeah. Tropics. I would say we both liked it. Yeah, we both like it. Kay. I think this is a this is a playable game, which you cannot say for everything on the NES. Um, I don't know that I would go back to this all that often. Here, I was just going to say, I'm going to finish this game though. I and just like I, I played uh, not even halfway through. I would I would say I played played maybe thirty percent of the game um, leading up to this episode, and I'll go ahead and finish the game. It's funny that why you, not? you said that because I was just thinking the exact same thing. I, I find myself, and I do this all the time with this game, I'll start to play it, then I'll say I'm going to beat it, then I stop playing it, yeah. and then I go back and my boner game is there. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 it's like I'll go back and, and I'm like, I, I should I should finally beat this game, and I think I'm going to, which to me means I did like it. It's not sure. like Gradius or Ghost and Goblins where I'm like, I'm not fucking playing that unless play you that again. make me. I, don't, right. you know, I know what I'm going to get there. Yeah, this isn't a bad game. I wouldn't mind finishing this one up at some point. By any so, stretch. Yeah. So... What are we going to talk about next week, Mike? I think we're going to talk about a Super Nintendo game. That sounds like uh, sounds like a good idea. All right, so it's good talking to you. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be covering the Super Nintendo uh, title F Zero next. Indeed, week. we will. Yeah, racing game in Mode Seven Extraordinaire. Yeah, F-Zero. a little something different than what we've been doing lately. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, where can people find us, Mike? Online, internet. <laughs> if where it's, on if the it's, World Wide Web? Look, 
if it's still around after tomorrow. We'll see how the internet. <laughs> the internet's going to burn in flames. Where can people tomorrow. find us? In a flaming grave. <laughs> yeah, in a pauper's grave. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter as Lost Joystick. And we are on Facebook and Twitch as Lost Joystick Network. I have posted nothing on any of those except Instagram. Twitter, I think, auto-posts from Instagram. There we go. So we get stuff. Um, that's that's pretty much it. I need to be more active on social media, but I don't use it a whole lot. I, I use yep. it for Instagram to buy games. <laughs> yep. But but I don't do that on my Lost Joystick Network account. I do that on my personal account, Platform Agnostic, which is no <laughs> Coach Billy Sunday. That's correct. You t- tell them to talk to Coach Billy Sunday. <laughs> And then also, uh, we have an email address, yep. info at lostjoysticknetwork.com. Offer still stands. If you email me and or us at info at lostjoysticknetwork.com with the title, buy me Bonestorm or go to hell, I will send you $40. No, I've said that before. That's the that's the crusty thing. Yeah. I will send you this check for $40. Yeah. The check's not valid. Uh, I will send you a game from my personal collection uh, somewhere in the continental United States. Again, assuming it exists in its current form <laughs> after tomorrow. After tomorrow. And, uh, we will see. <laughs> yes. So that is that is it. That is uh, where you can find us. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, I will uh, see you back here next week where we'll talk about F-Zero. Indeed, we will. I'm uh, very excited to be a part of the Offshore Gambling Network. <laughs> The Off Shelf. <laughs> the Off Shelf Network. I know. I'm going to yes, call it Offshore of, forever. Uh, family of podcasts. The family yes. of podcasts. So, yes. um, all right. With that, go out there, have fun, be safe, and be excellent to each other. clear <laughs> great job buddy let's get turned drunk whatever kids do